to Shelve Under Podcast, the Toronto Public Library podcast for readers, writers, and everyone practicing physical distancing. That's right, today we're bringing you another bonus episode to give some recommendations for library resources you can access from home while branches are closed due to the COVID-19 virus pandemic. My name is Jason, and today I'll be joined by my colleagues Anna and Suzanne to talk about some uh, children's resources and programming that's available, as well as some initiatives. We realize this is a difficult time and hope that our recommendations can help those seeking a distraction. Our thoughts are with everyone in the city, especially those keeping essential services running. So this is another one of those special bonus episodes, and today we're going to talk a little bit about something different. Instead of just straight book recommendations and genres, we're going to talk about some services. So let me welcome to the podcast, Anna and Suzanne. Hi. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Can you um, start by telling me a little bit about your role in the library and what you do? Hi, my name is Anna. I'm a senior services specialist in the Children's Services Department, and as part of my role, I lead and support programs and services related to summer wonder, digital literacy, and robotics and circuitry. I also help to develop staff training related to these initiatives and help to expand our services and our reach in that way. Hi, my name is Suzanne, and uh, I'm a services specialist in the Children's Services Department as well. And my role primarily looks after system-wide initiatives for children, uh, one of my programs that I look after is the Mini Makers program, which is a STEM program, mm-hmm. uh, as well as other uh, offerings we have from authors and summer programs as well. Great. And obviously, the world being as it is right now, it's difficult to get a lot of our normal work done, especially around programming. We do already have this capacity set up for ebooks, so we do have the capacity to do that. But We've really had to transition suddenly towards a different way of delivering programming, which is virtual programming. Can you tell me a little bit about kind of what you're doing and what your initiatives are with that? Sure. Yes. As you said, we're we're certainly shifting our focus right now, and it's been a steep learning curve for all of us. Um, but the best way we can support children and families in our communities is to to develop programs that will bring our core programming, such as our Ready for Reading story times, our summer programs, and our STEM programs into their home. And so we're really excited because as of this month, we have we've have some sto- Ready for Reading story times at home available, and we've got a special story time with Mayor John Tory. Um, so please do check it out. And soon we'll be releasing Fun with STEM, so that will bring our STEM programs into, into your house where the children can learn by doing experiments and different activities to really engage with learning in a fun way. And uh, this summer, we'll be bringing our Summer Wonder Creativity Challenges and our Wonder Wall, as well as wonderful programs with authors and illustrators and various workshops, French programs. All of it will be available through our website, and kids will be able to continue to engage with all of the services that they've come to associate with Summer at the Library online. Oh, man. So if you're not already familiar, uh, Ready for Reading is kind of that traditional story time element where we teach different skills of literacy. And 
of course, that's something we've really always enjoyed doing and been such a huge part of what we do. So that's something we're moving virtually, which is really great. And it's so exciting to hear that the mayor is taking part. Um, and Summer Wonder, can you tell us a little bit about what that has traditionally been and kind of what that's going to look like in the online space? Yes, of course. So Summer Wonder is an exciting suite of programs that we have for children ages 6 to 12 years old and their parents and care caregivers. Mm -hmm. These programs promote wonder and creativity and discovery through fun things like creativity challenges that really help kids to build and create something new based on, you know, um, the challenge that we provide that week. Sometimes it could be build a monument. Sometimes it could be design your dream library. Or if you were a superhero, what kind of superpower would you be? And really having providing like prompting questions to get them to think about what that means to them. So creativity challenges will be taken online. We also have a wonder wall where kids and families can post a question about whatever it is they're wondering in the world. We've got some funny questions like, why is poop brown? <laughs> <laughs> as well as questions about shoelaces and questions about um, just fun things that we, we all probably wonder about and maybe it's a fleeting question but we encourage kids to post them on our wall and our dedicated staff will re respond to it in a very you know lengthy post where you can, they can find online and they points to other resources in our in our collection we've also got our ex wonderful programs as i mentioned we've got authors and illustrators de developing workshops we've got mini makers which has been traditionally one of our sunday programs which throughout the summer we will be taking online as well and uh, we've got a wonder workshop which is a design thinking workshop where kids will really think about a real world problem such as mm -hmm. too much plastic in the world or how to adapt to changes in our environment. And they're centered around a, a fiction title, which so they get to really connect with their love of mm -hmm. reading and expand on that into a problem solving um, design thinking approach. That's really interesting. And um, I, I've been really interested to kind of follow this switch to virtual programming because it's been this kind of huge undertaking but at the same time it's just figuring out the logistical ways of making it work but i'm curious a little bit about um resources like how do you make sure it's very equitable for everybody and that it's you're providing the same service and the same kind of quality of service but you're also making sure everybody has access to what they need to take part so we're any any of the materials that we recommend we're mm -hmm. we're not just framing it as you need to have these specific materials to take right. part in a wonder workshop or a creativity challenge we're really taking this sort of approach of build with what you have at home so if the challenge is build a monument you could use q-tips you could use boxes you could use sugar cubes you could use whatever you have at home <laughs> to take part in that challenge and then the second part of that which we hope children families will will engage with is we're asking them to take a picture and send it either to our Instagram or our other social media channels like Facebook or Twitter and really share what they've created to sort of foster that sense of community that would otherwise be missing if if we were just strictly one way online, one, one path online, I mean. And so um, really making sure that they can build whatever they with whatever they have at home and that any book titles that we recommend for example for the wonder workshops we're making sure that the titles that we've selected we have ebook copies available mm -hmm. um so that's that's how we're trying to to make it more equally accessible to others and 
we understand that technology is a challenge and we're still we're still working as a team to find yeah. a way to to make these resources available offline it's it's certainly been impactful um, having our libraries closed and not and having so many of our of our members of our city to not have access. So we're really talking about that and we're still working on that. But for, for now, the main way is to make sure that the challenges don't require specific materials and that the titles are uh, ebook titles that are, are quite accessible. Yeah, I, I totally appreciate that. It's we all are craving so much this social interaction and so much of what we do is an in-person service, right? And that face-to-face -face interaction is kind of gone, but we can recreate it in different ways or create that kind of community in different ways. And it's really exciting to see what you have been doing. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I want to shift a little bit towards some author events. So another thing that we would often do is have the authors come and either visit the library or present their books or do a reading. So are we still doing things like that? Is there a way that we're doing that virtually right now? Certainly. Um, I think Suzanne could, could speak to this a little bit more in detail as she's our, our busy bee co coordinating all of these uh, mm -hmm. programs, but we're, we're definitely bringing them online. We're asking the authors to, to read from the books or to connect with their, with their, with their material through uh, reading, leading exercises or through leading illustrating workshops as well for the illustrators. So um, Suzanne, would you like to expand a bit more? Definitely. So um, one of the ways that we've been working with some of our authors is uh, encouraging them to let their personality shine, right? Because I think that's really important, especially if you're offering something that's uh, pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. So uh, many of the authors have been working with us to create content that's engaging, that's um, fun, and that will support kids throughout the summer as um, their school e-learning uh, will be stopping at that time. So mm -hmm. we're, we're hoping to be able to support them throughout the summer months um, as a way for kids to be able to engage with, you know, some of their favorite authors, uh, to encourage them to uh, engage with these illustrators. So we're hoping that um, we can offer, you know, a variety of these for kids uh, to be engaged with over the summer. Mm -hmm. And we're and we're really excited for that because, um, as Anna said, we're trying to make sure that kids can work with materials they have at home. So, I mean, a great thing about a writing workshop is, you know, you need a paper and you need a pencil. So, uh -huh. um, we're really happy that we can offer something that can be accessible to a large number of people in our city. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're really looking forward to, uh, having these workshops, um, and also pre-recorded, uh, videos available for our patrons. If I've learned anything during this time, it's that it's when you, you can boil a lot of stuff down to these very low conceptual levels and still offer these really great services and programs without much material or like with limited materials and that's been really fun and interesting to me to see, like seeing the stuff that the TPL Reading Challenge is doing and this kind of workshop or continuing to do the kind of stuff that we do in this new environment and kind of treading the way as we go. Because there's not a really a workbook or a textbook you can follow along with this, right? Absolutely. And I think we've all been, you know, learning from each other and, you know, we've been working together and sharing ideas. And I think that's been one of the biggest helpful parts of this whole process is that we've been leaning on each other. Mm -hmm. And I think we want to make that known to our patrons too, that, 
you know, yes, we're, we're at home and we're experiencing our life in a, in a new different way right now, but we can still lean on each other and we can still uh, make these connections in, in a different way. Um, and, you know, it, it'll obviously, obviously take some adjusting and there's some new things to learn, but we want everyone to feel supported. So I think one of our biggest goals as we approach, you know, virtual programming is to keep that in mind that um, we want to try to make people, you know, have something that they can access, that they can learn um, with our support and that we have the, you know, staff and resources to be able to support them in this transition. Well said. Well said. And we also want to encourage families to really brainstorm together. Like, how can Mm -hmm. we take part of this, right? How can we solve this problem? What do we have at home? There's so much resourcefulness happening in the world right now because of the restrictions that we've had and in terms of the materials that we can use and in the way that that life has been that it's, if you, if you look online, it's just sort of mind blowing the, the things that we can achieve with this opportunity to be creative. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, so if you can tell me a little bit about the Growing a Reader program as well. So we've talked a little bit about the story time aspect, but what is Growing a Reader and how does that work? Sure. So uh, when you go onto the Toronto Public Library's main website um, and scroll all the way to the bottom to blogs mm-hmm. and publications, uh, there's a, a blog called Growing a Reader, which um, outlines a variety of useful uh, initiatives and resources for kids and families. Uh Specifically, I'm thinking of a blog post uh, called Helping Your Child Cope with the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, And I thought this was a a helpful post to highlight uh, for today because it really talks about the whole child and how there's a variety of things needed for kids to feel supported during this time. So, so for example, having a routine, uh, which, you know, it's even hard for us adults. So imagine for a child, right, during this time. So it talks about that. Um, it talks about supports for homework and learning. So, uh, for example, TPL has a great resource called BrainFuse, which uh, offers online homework help and support with the curriculum. Uh, but then it also talks about other aspects of well-being. So, uh, exercise and mindfulness, uh, which has also been, I think, a really important part of this whole journey that we're on, is discovering ways that we can stay well and feel healthy. Uh, both, you know, in from a learning perspective, but also, you know, psychologically and uh, mentally and mental health is so important. So I think that is a really helpful uh, post for families to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's other resources on there, for example, links to resources outside of Toronto Public Library, such as um, the Children's Mental Health Ontario and... Um, uh, there's been a number of free resources actually that are available online to support kids during this time. Uh, the World Health Organization created a book uh, to dis- explain this whole uh, pandemic to children. Oh, wow. So there's a lot that, of yeah. things out there. Yeah. So there's a lot out there and we're just trying to bring it into one centralized place where um, parents and caregivers can have these resources at their fingertips. Uh, because as we know, the internet has there's everything out there and (laughs) you know it's 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 hard to sift through that it's overwhelming it's hard to sift through all of that so we're hoping that you know we've done some of that work for our patrons already and they can come in and have this um curated information that can support them 
obviously I work for the library, so a curation is such a huge, important part of what we do. And uh, it's good to see that we can continue to do that as well. I'm so excited to hear that the WHO has a book like that. That's amazing. It is. And there's there's even um, a series of animation that have been created to explain, you know, physical distancing and make it funny and kid friendly. So there's a lot out there and we're just hoping that we can share what we think are the best resources uh, for families during this time. And all of those resources that we're referencing today, they are available on our website, tpl.ca. We will be providing links for all of them um, in our episode page. So if you're wondering about any of that, you'll be able to find it there. Um, So speaking of books, I wanted to ask if you two had any book recommendations or virtual resources that you think uh, might be appropriate or that you'd like to recommend. Sure. Um, One of my favorite graphic novel series is actually, it's called The Dam Keeper. It's Mm -hmm. by Robert Kondo. And it's the story of a little pig who works running a dam protecting this village (laughs) and it's called Sun Valley. And unfortunately, he feel, he's quite isolated, which I think we can all relate to. Not only is he alone, but he also qu- doesn't quite get along with the rest of the town who have lost connection with why the dam is so important and why it needs to be upkept. And as the story continues across the three graphic novels, you'll you learn a bit more about why the dams exist, how important it is to be protected, but also how important it is to be brave and adventurous and to find a way with to connect with people who maybe we don't quite understand on the offset. Oh, great. And is, where is that available? Um, it's available through our Overdrive online resources. So it's all three books, the Dam Keepers mm-hmm. book, one through and three are uh, available as an ebook. So I highly recommend it. That's excellent. And if you're not familiar, we haven't really talked about this on our show so far, but there's a lot of great graphic novel resources on our Overdrive and our Hoopla apps. Um, which I am just loving. It's it's great. You can get so many great things from there. And it's if you're a big comic book person and graphic novel person like me, you, you can't go wrong there. I agree. And Anna, you've made me want to read that book series now. Oh, I'm so <laughs> it sounds so good. It, it uh, totally does. <laughs> so my book recommendation is uh, a book by Jerry Craft. It's uh-huh. also a graphic novel. It's called New Kid. And it's something I've been reading throughout this pandemic. It's about uh, a young boy in middle school who is starting at a brand new school. uh, And that whole experience of new peers, new experiences in another part of uh, town, it's not in his own neighborhood. um, And he's just navigating this, this new world. And I think, you know, I see a lot of parallels between our life right now where we're navigating lots of new things. And so uh, I really enjoyed reading that. And uh, that one I accessed using Hoopla, uh, which I think has been really great for accessing comics. Uh, there's also the Garfield series that I've been reading on Hoopla. <laughs> so, uh, but I would, yeah, I, I recommend those two things. And I've, ebooks have been such a, such a lifesaver during this time. Definitely. Such a huge, yeah. I've been listening to a ton of audiobooks and reading so many books. It's, it's been in, it's been kind of great in that sense because I'm getting to do all of these books that have been on my to-do list forever, which has been great. Yes, agreed. I want to thank you both, Anna and Suzanne, for being here today and taking some time to talk with me and just letting us know what Children's Services has been up to. It sounds like there's some really fantastic stuff going on. Thank you. We're really happy we could share this with you. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having us on.
And what would a children's episode be without the voice of children? So we actually did have staff members who have children to get them to record a couple of recommendations of books that they've been reading. So here are our staff's children recommending what they're reading right now. Hey guys, it's Lainey and I am nine years old and today I'm going to be recommending a book called Dork Diaries by Rachel Renee Russell. Why I think this book is super humorous and funny is because Nikki does super funny things and it's super funny. But sometimes this mean girl Mackenzie just talks about her. But I'm not saying Nikki's bad or anything. She's super funny. And I think that these books are the best. But what's even better is the podcasts. Because I'm on Podcast 9. And the last one I just listened to was super funny. When you listen to that one, it's you're going to laugh your pants off. <laughs> I've been reading Dogman Unleashed. Since I was, um, um, six. And I really like it. And the author's by Dave Pilkey. And I like it because of Flat PD, a new villain. I like ebooks because I can make the font size bigger and it's really helpful. Today I got Amulet on the best bets that I've been waiting for for a long time. It was awesome! Hi, what's your name? Henry. Hi, Henry. How old are you? Five. What have you been reading during your school break? Where the sidewalk ends. Do you remember who writes it? No. No? Shel Silverstein. Okay. <laughs> and what do you like about the book? Uh, that there's many pages and that they're funny. Look at all of these pages. You like the pictures? Yeah. And look, even this one is funniest. Mm -hmm. I like listening to stories. Uh, on the speaker in my room. I'm six years old and my name is Maeve. And it, the story is called Winnie the Pooh. And I really like it. It's about it's about Winnie the Pooh really loving honey and sticking and and trying to go and get honey and then and then squishing himself in in his friend's bunny's door and and the bun and bunny painting his butt. My name is Travis and I like the book was Fire Station by Robert Light. Hi, I am Francis and I am eight. My book report is about a book called Real Friends. It is by Shannon Hale. Her autobiography is a comic about me and friends and understanding them. They are nice friends too. I have read this book five times and never got bored of it. If you like Real Friends, then you will like Best Friends. It's book number two. Bye! Hey guys, it's Lainey again. Today I'm going to be recommending another book called You Hold Me Up. Mo by Monique Gray Smith and Danielle. Danielle.
And why I think it's such a great book is because one, it has colorful pictures. Two, it just talks about how you should respect others, including indigenous peoples. And the pictures, when you read it, it's just so colorful. And I love it because it makes me feel super calm and relaxed. And you should be thankful for your family and your friends. Even though COVID-19 is going on, stay safe and stay well. Goodbye, Toronto Book Library. I miss you. Jason, Anna, and Suzanne work for the library. Lainey, Hugh, Francis, Henry, Maeve, and Travis are all avid readers and fans of the library. Music by Highs. Shelve Under Podcast is a Toronto Public Library production. It is produced by Wendy Banks, Jason Bazadian, Ted Belke, Michael Warner, and Christina Wong. With production assistance by George Panayotu. Uh,